Hi everybody, I'm Stefan Koritar and welcome to the Tech Talk Show. This is the podcast where you can discover insights and valuable information about how entrepreneurs build their startup in the tech industry. A collection of open talks about technology and creativity, people, experiences and life around tech business ecosystems. Everything with the main goal to help you get inspired, get started, dream big and build amazing businesses. My guest today is Alexander Stoika Marku. Everybody wants to know, but nobody wants to be. The words that best describe Alex. At 15 years old, he launched a project called Insignus, a promotional swag company. That was his pocket money project in high school. On this project, he developed skills on how to talk with clients, how to probably use emails, how to address weird and awkward situations, how to negotiate, how to identify opportunities, and many other soft and hard skills. Now, at 20 years old, he is a Forbes 30 under 30 alumni, GSEA top supreneur in Europe, Thiel Fellowship finalist, GAEC grand champion, and many more. When he is not working, he's running at local competitions and doing obstacle course running training for Spartan races. Enjoy the talk and thank you for listening. Hello, Alex. Hello. Thanks for joining and taking the time. Anytime, anytime. Um, what is product lead and what does product lead do? <laughs> that is the big question we are receiving every day. Okay, um, product lead is a building a marketing ecosystem platform where we help brands to understand and harness the power of social media. Uh, for example, uh, the McKinsey company, one of the biggest consulting uh, company worldwide, launched uh, recently um, how should all the companies do marketing. Yeah. And they are based on the four Ds. The four Ds are data, decisioning, design, and distribution. So all the marketing campaigns, all companies that want to do marketing, all companies that want to outsource marketing, everything is that really marketing should be positioned into this for this somehow. And basically when they launch this really amazing article and really amazing, uh, let's say, Bible of marketing, we discovered that we are the foundation of these four Ds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with the data. So basically we are analyzing a lot of social media accounts, a lot of influencers, we are grabbing uh, a lot of data, we are compiling a lot of data, we are applying a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning from IBM, from Amazon, from Microsoft, and we are compiling all this data to give to the brands to give a full deep report, we are calling it. So they are really comprehensive reports that are uh, having a lot of information, a lot of uh, points of data that for the brand is really valuable. And they can see, for example, they can see how is uh, the performance performance for the social media accounts is going? What are their weak points? What are their strong points? Mm-hmm. We are recommending also a lot of actionable tips and tricks of how to improve these stats. This is one. The second part on the data, we are analyzing a lot of competitors yeah, to see, okay, why they grew so, so much? What are their weak points, strong points? How we can overachieve them? Mm-hmm. And the third part and is really juicy is about influencers. Right now on the influencers, uh, on the influencer market, 
brands are collaborating with them really really bad yeah really there's, bad. A, there's a very gray area around the yeah industry. there's a really really gray area exactly uh, when I say that it's bad because it's really trendy to work with influencers right and brands are spending a lot of money a lot of money into these influencers but they don't analyze okay if that influencer is performing they don't analyze if that influencer match the brand profile they don't analyze anything they just want to work with influencers and that's it so these are these are, this is the data basically we are doing a comparison between uh, social media account owned social media accounts competitors influencers uh, if it can be um, in the influencer area we are doing uh, the two parts one based on a brief based on some information based on the brand profile we can search on the universe of the influencers worldwide and choose the right influencer that fits the brand's need that is one but the second part we can do an audit for example if they have a list from their from their pr agency or they they think that okay i want to work with these influencers um, they can analyze it within our technology and we give them this full deep report. Okay, this is the data. This is the data part and basically we are starting with every single brand to work in this data, uh, data area. The second D is decisioning. Based on the data that we are analyzing so far, we are taking some decisions. Uh, for example, we are choosing the right content that fits brand's profile. We are choosing that content, that piece of image, that piece of whatever, right that can do a really good performance in the marketing marketing mm -hmm. activities this is the decisioning part then from the decisioning we are going to um, uh, something that it's called the design area so the third d is the design based on the information based on the data based on the all the decisions that we are making we are compiling really automatic uh, a creative generator where we build automated assets for for the brand for example if you are going to a digital agency right and you are saying yes i'm a brand i'm a fashion brand and i want to do a campaign um and i have uh, and i want you to make 100 assets Right on different formats, on different social media channels, with different uh, points of information, with logo in the right corner, whatever, different kinds of information. And the brand will say, okay, you do, and the agency will say, okay, if I will do this 100 assets, it will take me, I don't know, 100 hours, and it will cost you 100 hours times the rate, hour, the yeah, rate fee. Yeah. Yeah. We are in a different position because the agent, the agency will do just a copy paste work. Right, they will take the information from the brand and they will compile it and put it into some kind of uh, format and then basically uh, designer stays manually in the bag that puts all these kinds of information. Imagine that this is a copy-paste word. We are doing this really automatically. So from maybe 100 hours, we can reduce it to one hour and the cost will not be uh, so much. It will be uh, really, really... Not, let's not say cheap, but really valuable for the brand, mm -hmm. right? And in the end, uh, we will increase the return of investment. And the things that the people don't know regarding the return of investment is that the return of investment is not about only I put $1 into Facebook ads, I take $5 in revenue. No, you put $1 into Facebook ads, you add uh, your time, your resources, you add the agency fee in order to build the campaign. And then maybe from $1, you go up to $4. 
and you're getting a return of only five. This is the re the return of investment, and we are reducing this uh, return of with the the cost. cost in order to maximize the return of investment. So this is the design area. We can automate everything regarding the creative generated, the creatives. We can build digital assets in the matter of seconds in with some really good uh, information. And we can definitely automate that if we have some really good input. That is the design area. And then we go to the dis distribution, which is the, the latest, the latest D, the 4D. Uh, the distribution area is a zone where basically from from the data from the decisioning from the design is really we are grabbing a lot of information from all this all this d for example in the data we are grabbing content right from influencer from uh, brands from competitors from whatever from partners it doesn't matter we are grabbing a lot of content on the decisioning we are choosing which is the right con the right content to build in the design we are building the creatives for social media in the distribution we are distributing this user-generated content. We are calling the, the content that other people are posting about your, your brand. Mm -hmm. So, if, for example, if you are working with an influencer and that influencer posts something on social media, that is user-generated content. It can be paid, it can be free, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And with this user-generated content, we are distributing this into digital points of the brands. Digital points of the brands means uh, websites, blogs, um, digital points can be into offline, so we can do omni-channel. If you have a retail, a retail business, we can distribute this user-generated content into um, into these offline screens, right? Where we can distribute it live. Uh, that area. The concept behind the, the latest D is called visual commerce. So visual commerce is a new trend on the market where people like us, normal people, like to buy things visually right they are uh, they absolutely hate these brand images with perfect background with perfect image they absolutely hate it mm -hmm. right so they want to see that product that service that whatever in real life so this is where it comes to the generated content and basically we are shifting a lot of from the normal e-commerce to a new trendy e-commerce let's put it let's mm -hmm. put it like that and and our our technologies can be you can work modular, so maybe you want only data, maybe you want only decision, you can, maybe you want only design, maybe you want, want only distribution, but you can work really good into an ecosystem putting all this uh, for this. So this is probably in very simple words. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a, it, it, is, it is simple, but the thing that you have over there, from what you said so far, is really complex mechanism and um, let's say digital framework of, of, of doing so basically i think what i'm just i'm just um brain dumping over here it's very similar to streamlining the entire digital marketing agency operations right exactly, exactly. and automating that and automating absolutely everything behind the, a digital agency work because we think and we really believe that and also all the global studies are are putting this really in the front of the public is that the digital agencies the pr at the whatever agencies in general will change a lot of their behavior a lot of their work they will not do the copy paste work for example let's put the success of the uipath right they are automating absolutely yeah. everything with the robot process automation right uh, so they are saving a lot of uh, man hours a lot of uh, hours for different kinds of companies right so this is this is a trend 
right? Imagine that uh, on the digital on the digital agency, they do only the creative work because the creative work and all the ideas, the design, the whatever, it cannot be automated. You cannot, exactly. you cannot put an artificial intelligence to do this kind of part. You could, but it could it could get scary, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the all the work that is basically copy paste from here to there, we want to automate. Want to automate that, and we want to build a really powerful uh, marketing infrastructure mm-hmm. for the companies. For for example, um, if a company uh, wants uh, an e-commerce, right? They are choosing a, a, an e-commerce platform like Magento, like Shopify, like whatever. Yeah. Right. If they now I want I want that all these companies when they want to have uh, marketing activities because every everyone is. Uh, around marketing right i want them to choose productly because it's an infrastructure and, and they can build their custom experience on top of our technology okay okay and how about i mean uh, in the overall let's say steps of a digital marketing agency at a very let's say at a point you have strategy how do you go about let's say streamlining strategy and automating that based like Correlating it with data points, do you go? How do you do it? Do you go globally and then also brand-wise? And so um, on the on the strategy-wise, we can definitely help the strategy. We can definitely um, improve the strategy. Uh, on the strategy part, um, for example, we cannot think for the founder of that company. Okay, to tell him, okay, this this will be the strategy that I will implement. No, the founder of the company will say, okay, this will be the strategy of the company and I need something to work in that in that area. Mm-hmm. And then to enhance their his market his strategy, his opinion, his approach on the market, we are giving him a lot of data. Okay. Here's your competitor, here's some trend some trends, here's some influencers, look what the influencers are are posting on social media, look some digital points, and then based on the data he can definitely make a really good the really good uh, strategy. So we are not replacing, we are enhancing the, mm-hmm. the strategy part. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very nice combination because you leave out everything that a human can do. I mean it somehow you cannot remove that from a human uh, let's say execution or output the creative and the strategy and you add to that product lead after that step so step one creative step two strategy and step three product lead (laughs) yeah yeah exactly because all the all the hard work we want to do it yeah you know really streamlined the the, the, the execution The the execution part yeah for example uh, we discovered that uh, a lot of brands that we are working because the the let's say the base of our product is user generated content. If you don't have user generated content or something related to user generated content, then it's it's challenging to do data. It's challenging to do design. It's challenging to do uh, design distribution. It's really challenging, right? To to work with uh, really small points of uh, things, right? Yeah. So. On on this problem, we are working to uh, we are working to and to pro, to produce in the mass large scale this user generated content working with influencers a little bit at scale. Mm-hmm. So we have we have something that we are developing right now where we want to um, basically in 
help brands to develop this user-generated content, mm-hmm. not with just uh, ideas, but also with campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, how about did you did you fundraise uh, so yes. far? Yeah. Yes. How was that? Uh, so our company started in 2017, um, and we raised uh, a pre-seed seed, how you want to call it, of 120k euros from Sparking Capital mm-hmm. uh, from Romania. Um, they have a really good uh, experience in the marketing department. Uh, the founders of this investment fund have uh, experience in large corporations like Philips, Heineken, whatever. They played a really important uh, marketing role in, uh, in these uh, really big players. Mm-hmm. So basically our synergy is re- really, really good because when we are saying something in the marketing area, maybe something really crazy, something really new, really innovative, that person behind Sparking Capital really understand that, okay, if we, be, we are building it, then definitely we are on a trend that all these big companies are want, want to be in, in, in the next, uh, in the next uh, period. So uh, we raised uh, 120k of uh, euros in 2018, in September, August, September, something, something like that. And now after one and a half, I can say that uh, we had a really impressive uh, growth. We, if you compare 2019 with 2018, we had a growth of 3.5, 3.6x with the, yeah, with this investment, but not only just money, it is really smart money because they offered a lot of consultancy they are uh, opening their networking doors their networking exactly. clients partners. as they should yeah as they should of course they are helping um, they are helping in to raffinate a little bit the development or the development area so basically they they play a really important role into into our development everything that we are doing new that we think that is new we are asking them if it is if they if they were a client they would they would buy it or yeah, not. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we raised an, an investment in 2018, and right now in 2020 we want to raise the next two investment seed series A. What we want to call it. Yeah. And we are. Uh, in, are you we in are discussions? So yeah, we are in discussions. Okay. Yes, we okay. are in discussions. Um, did you expand it, or are you only working on the national level? No, we we expand we expanded. For example, we have uh, we have clients from Europe. We have clients from, uh, for example, for from UK, from Czech Republic. We have clients from Poland. Um, so yeah, we have some clients um, in the European area, but also we had clients in Indonesia, Thailand, okay. Republic of Dominican. So yeah, we are expanding a little bit uh, globally. Let's let's mm-hmm. say. And these international clients are really good because right now to the new investors, to the new partners that are coming, uh, we prove that it's not just a local product that we yeah, it's a really good validation. Yeah, it's a good, really good validation that somebody from abroad that maybe we didn't met with them face to face or we didn't know them before actually bought a product that uh, uh, we are doing. So it's a really, really good. Uh, validation yeah um how do you since you already mentioning that you have international clients uh, how is that managed within and the business out of romania how is that is it too much complicated in terms of costs taxes 
Um, so on on the cost and taxes, it's uh, really simple for us because we are a software as a service platform, right? They they can enter into our platform and use it by themselves, and we've integrated, and it's a really good idea. We integrated the a payment uh, a payment platform that is called Paddle, right? Mm-hmm. And this platform Paddle is actually doing all the taxes and all the VAT oh, wow, from, nice. from each country. Yeah, it's really good from uh, for our uh, financial department. Um, the, the, the only hard thing, let's put it like that, is um, the cultural uh, gap. barriers. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, for example, Indonesia and Thailand is like Romania four or five years ago, right? Four or five years ago, everyone, all the brands are testing everything. Everything. They just put the money and they wanted to test everything. They just deploy it. They just deploy it and they will see the result maybe afterwards. Mm -hmm. So this is Indonesia in time. But imagine that Indonesia with 200 millions of populations compared to Romania that have 15, 16, 17, something like that. It's a really, really big market. And right now they are testing absolutely everything. Then when we came into Indonesia in Thailand, when we put, when we we presented uh, our technology, they were really amazed because they didn't see similar things like, like our platform never ever. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good uh, way of doing business development over there, not just for marketing companies, but also I think for all the industries. there mm-hmm. in for example uh, in Europe yeah it's a really it's a, in the Indonesian time they are very open-minded people but they have a lot of cultural mm, things that in, here in Europe or in Romania we don't we don't have it in Europe uh, all the all the foreign countries they are really patriotic people right they are feeling much more um, much more let's say safe in order to speak in their own language. But in order to speak in their own language, for example, you go to Netherlands, you need to speak in Dutch, yeah. right? In order to understand that that part, you go to France, you need to speak in French. So it's really complicated to do business development in, 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 in Europe. Yeah. But we discovered that a lot of entrepreneurial businesses, so let's not put corporation, entrepreneurial businesses that was started by some young people that they want to grow, they've uh, learned and they've uh, put as a main language in their company English so this is an opportunity that we as a company we are definitely riding the wave and we have these entrepreneurial businesses all across the Europe that Basically, we talk with the CEO in a in a really good and friendly manner in English. Okay. So they didn't put okay if you if you don't speak our language, we don't want to mm-hmm. meet with you or something like that. Uh, in Republic of Dominican, it's the same. If you speak in English, then it's absolutely it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think is it safe to say that as an advice for Romanian based or maybe any kind of country, not not Romania. Um, is it safe to say to always position themselves as this English first speaking yes. companies? Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because definitely into any kind of business and company, somebody from there <laughs> knows English at least for a conversational of conversational level. Uh, we on the sales part and the business development part, we are we are fo- we are focusing on companies that spends a lot of money into into ads 
we are talking at least 10,000 euro per month in, into ads, but we are, for example, we have clients that are spending maybe 1 million in euro uh, per month in ads. So we, it, it depends. This company, usually this company that are spending a lot of money, their marketing department, the head of marketing, the marketing manager, the, who's in charge with that, with that area, definitely speaks English and definitely has a really open, open-minded, uh, open-minded character, um, uh, because they want to, they want to install, you know, innovative things right away in order to improve the KPIs and definitely for and them. And cost effective. And cost effective. And definitely for them, the language is not a problem. But if you're talking with different kinds of persons from other departments, then, then also the the keywords, right? There are some specific keywords in every single industry. Yeah, it cannot be translated from English to Romanian or uh, reverse. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. yeah, so all the companies should push sales definitely abroad in in English. Um, what do you think that has been missing for you as a let's say early founder, startup founder, early in the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey? What has been missing for you starting out from Eastern Europe? Um, I think three years ago when we started this, three, four years ago when we started this, I think it missed a lot of corporate programs for startups. I, I really think that corporate programs missed in, in, that, mm-hmm. in that time. Right now, we, uh, we have a lot of... Uh, partners, new partners that came from corporate programs for startups. Mm-hmm. And we are we are now enrolled into several ones here in Romania. And it's a really big opportunity because all these corporations are putting a lot of resources, a lot of their time, and they are acknowledging this, that they put money and resources and time in order to find startups, to find new ideas to work with. Yeah. And they really acknowledge this and they and they do a lot of actions in, in this area. And we have also in Romania, we have some uh, definitely several several programs that are doing this. Abroad, it's a larger scale. Yeah. It's a larger scale. All in, 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 for example, in Poland, there's a there's a corporate corporate program where the government are putting up to 50k 50k of euros in order for you as a startup to do a pilot with the corporate inside the corporate yeah inside the corporate so a imagine, 50 ticket yeah a 50 ticket up to 50 ticket up to up to, to, okay. up to. so the corporate the that corporation that massive brand Right, where they have the money, they all, of course they have the money. Are getting basically a free pilot where they test innovative ideas, innovative things, and if they like it at the end, with with fifty k, put put it up front from other other parts of the government, they can choose if they want to work to continue the work or not. Yeah. On, on, in, on in the more commercial, yeah, in the more viable com- way, yeah. Yeah, for the startup, is good that is getting paid to do, 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 to do the pilot the corporation is uh, is getting free pilot it's getting free, free pilot and they can allow, acknowledge that okay we've done innovative things so we've understand we are now okay we take this startup and we are integrating into mm-hmm. into the business so definitely in all the countries uh, they are having some few several um, Corporation, the the startup startup programs, and I can definitely recommend all the startups 
doesn't matter that are from Romania to mm-hmm. apply to apply to them because it's like it's an acceleration uh, it's an acceleration phase you 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 met with the corporation you see how are, how are how are they thinking how they split the budget how is the procurement uh, doing with all the legal legal part you will see a negotiation um, exactly a negotiation thing then you cannot escape from all these big things you cannot escape you want to work with the big guys that you need to comply with them yeah i think i think it's a very it's a way of um, it's a process of transferring of information right from corporates to startups and and how to you know how to actually do business in the overall business acumen slash mindset way of yeah. doing right because we as founders and especially eastern european founders we don't have a historical back- background to do businesses on in a such a way and a framework that you know western europe or north america has done so i think um, i think and i i agree with you that corporate programs are really beneficial for startups what else do you think um um our present ecosystem uh, needs or lacks in terms of let's say faster more sustainable way of building startups mm, we need to ditch immediately asap we need to ditch these uh, wannabe entrepreneurs that are speakers at multiple of conferences oh. and we need to somehow not invite them anymore to any kind of any kind of conferences but not not let's not put it like this really bad not invite them but not to invite them as a speaker because they are offering a lot of this guru information oh you need to work really hard 24/7 don't stop working hustle all the way blah 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 but in the end he that offers this information he doesn't apply those principles. those those principles and the first thing we need to ditch this wanna be entrepreneur or wanna be successful entrepreneur uh, the second thing the second thing is if the government is putting for example a corporate program like in Poland it's it's amazing we, we're gonna be 10 years 10 years in the future with only with this kind of um, with this kind of similar program um, a lot, another thing another thing I think it's um, to have all the founders should have a really structured way of doing business development mm-hmm. uh, from day one because we know that a lot of tech startups right now in Romania but also abroad are, were started by programmers yeah. right and the programmers will put a lot of effort and, and I don't say it's really bad but they put a lot of effort not just to build the MVP but to build the whole product and they, and they don't want to put it on the market if it is not perfect yeah right and they usually waste a lot of money a lot of resources but uh, in the end the most expensive part is time they lose a lot of time right yeah. so they will uh, woke up in the morning after two years of developing that they have a perfect product but nobody is buying it. Yeah. So what business is that? It's a hobby. It's a building thing. I don't know. You can yeah. build construction, not a startup, not a program, right? So if they uh, acknowledge that they need business development, if they acknowledge that their work as uh, programmers, as the development, is the equal work as a business development, then I think... Uh, all the the majority of startups will be i think successful yeah that's fair enough that's fair enough and that's something that um i can also see in terms of our meetups that we're doing and also having discussions that um 
the present ecosystem lacks some business acumen when it mean, when it comes to um, business development, go-to-market strategies and departments, products like you have and you run and build product lead that it's a much more cost-effective way for them to deploy what they have been building for two years, right? So they can take product lead and deploy that, that thing. Um, and yeah, I agree. The business knowledge is scarce around here. And I think um, you know, bridges could be, could be built around this in terms of the entire scaling, you know, internationally. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Um, what's next for product lead? For product lead. In terms of, let's say, people, we are now 11 people. We are split it into three offices, one in Constanza, one in Bucharest, and one in Arad. Um, we want to grow to 20, 30 people this year, mm-hmm. of course, with the help of the investment, <laughs> of course. Um, that is one. The second part is that we want to achieve a growth of uh, close to 5x this year compared to 2000, mm-hmm. uh, 2019. Um, we want to launch a new module this year. We are working really hard. Uh, in terms of development beside this new module, we want to enhance the current modules that we are having uh, right now to be much more integrated and to do a lot more automotive things. In terms of uh, business development, not only growth, we want to talk with more corporations we want to work with more corporations because right now we, we see that it's easier to sell to corporations with big contracts than to sell to entrepreneurial business at the minimum package mm-hmm. so we definitely uh, think that uh, corporations are a really good input for us because um, we are um, they are offering to us a lot of not just money and access to resources but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of know-how about how they are spending the marketing budget and what they want to achieve in terms of business kpis and this uh, input is really valuable for us in order in order for us to improve our product and to be like they want to be mm-hmm. if they were their baby how they want to be their baby we want to be just there the perfect the perfect touch for them mm-hmm. um, in in Romania uh, there is a there are two programs that I think I should I should say because they are really really good and I definitely encourage all the tech startups to apply to apply to them uh, they're also um, they're also um, accept international startups so it doesn't matter they are from Romania or not. One uh, is the first one that we participate. It's called Innovix by Becere. So Innovix is by the largest bank in Romania, right? So imagine that uh, in a six weeks period or eight weeks period or something like that, because now they change a little bit the, the model. Uh, they are offering free consultancy to apply to to apply to European funding to Horizon 2020 or how it's called. Uh, right now so free consultancy so you don't pay 5000 euros to a consultant to do your project to do the project yeah, yeah. They, are, they are staying there 24/7 we really good and performance uh, performance uh, people that are giving you a lot of a lot of know-how that is one and the second part for us it's uh, money 
We, they open up the, the doors to, to Becere and we are now working with them and we are in, uh, we are definitely their first stop when they have a market, when they're, when they have a marketing activity, a marketing campaign, a new something, they're asking us how yeah. we can apply yeah. product lead, product lead to that. So they offer us the pilot and now they offer us uh, the things uh, to develop uh, in the near future. The the third thing in, into this uh, accelerator or program, the corporate program, it's uh, the people. So the people are really important, but also the community around it. Because we were in a batch, right, in a batch of startup, but they uh, they we were in the first batch of startup. Right now, they are currently running the fourth batch of startups. So we get to know all these big startups from different domains, from blockchain, because we've met with, uh, for example, with Andre Nagy from AlphaBlock. Uh, we've met with, uh, in the same industry in the blockchain, we met with Modex, and they are, mm-hmm. I think, the largest player in, uh, in Romania. Um, we've met from all across the industry, from AR, VR, to security, to energy, to marketing, to whatever. So we've met with a lot of startups and a few of those startups are, became our client because yeah, they, they, they need a great platform for yeah. business development. Yeah, itself, yeah. so you know. it's a really great platform for business development. Imagine that, okay, we are, we are young, we don't have a corporate experience behind and things like that. But those people, so from the community are having this experience and they are offering this free knowledge to you. So it's really, really prices so, uh, this kind of uh, accelerator or program. That is one program and I really recommend everyone to apply to it. Uh, the second program is called Orange Farm. From yeah. the name, it's it's made by Orange, the one of the largest telecom providers, not just in Romania, but also in, uh, in Europe. With Orange, we've... Uh, Basically, we accessed all their know-how in the in the marketing uh, marketing department. We had a pilot. They tested some some features that we had. They put a lot of feedback into those features. And right now, I think we have the most valuable data sets in the social media marketing worldwide. Thanks to uh, to the partner Orange because they offered us uh, feedbacks. Okay, where to improve? How they want to compile the data? How they are using this data? What they, what they want to achieve with this? Different kinds of different kinds of parts. But also, uh, one, it's of course access to uh, to the brand as a client, as a partner. The second part is that once you are in Orange Fab Romania, you are in Orange Fab worldwide. So you have access if you are doing, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course, if you're doing a, a good job, you have access to um, a large ecosystems worldwide. Mm-hmm. So you will have access to different kinds of countries, different kinds of departments, different kinds of people to help your business grow. And the third part, and this is valid for Innovix too, uh, you have access to clients. Mm-hmm. Clients, not just the the closed ecosystem that you are in the, into those batch, but uh, the Brands clients, so the top brands clients, you can have access to them because definitely Becherre, but also Orange, they want to upsell innovative things that they believe. And if they if they believe, then that means that they already tested, they already bought it, and yeah. they can offer a really yeah. a really good uh, a really good feedback. So these two these two programs in in Romania, I think they are working really really good with all the with all the startups and. They should apply soon. 
thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex, uh, for all the knowledge bombs and um, sharing, let's say, your journey so far uh, from where you came from. Um, and also, thank you for joining. Thank you. Um, we'll keep in touch and hopefully we're going to see big things coming out of product lead definitely and uh, looking forward to our next discussion with uh, you fundraising a series a right definitely definitely thank you very much and let's keep in touch thank you alex thank you for listening remember to subscribe share and review our podcast because the voice of our community keeps us going forward find more episodes and discover different perspectives about tech and business and in our daily life thank you